you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 174 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, we are going over the best A's shortstops of the Billy Bean era. That is from 1998 to 2020. This week, we've already run down catcher, first base, and second base. Today, we got shortstops, tomorrow's third baseman, and after listening to each episode, make sure to go to our Twitter page and vote for your favorite player to each position. You can find us at Locked On A's on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But before I get started, I got some real quick minor news to get to. And that is that the A signed infielder Pete Cosma to a minor league deal. And my quick take on this one is that it's basically the equivalent of them signing Ryan Gowen's last offseason. Uh, it's a depth move and likely nothing more unless they literally don't sign anybody else to play second or short. And even then, I would assume that Chad Pender and Vimeo Machin would be higher than Pete Cosma on the depth chart. So I really just think that this is just one of those moves that if he's hitting the ball really well in spring training, maybe he could work his way into some playing time, but he wasn't signed to fill one of the A's middle infield holes on opening day. So don't get too worried about Pete Cosma signing with the A's. Uh, I think that he's there as just a depth option, just in case they need him. Uh, but getting into today's shortstop battle, which is mostly between two players who I'll get into in the second half of the episode, but first... First, I have to set the scene and fill out the field with the rest of the top four. And coming in at number four on the war leaderboard at Fangraphs for guys that have played shortstop during the Billy Bean era is Cliff Pennington. Pennington was a first round pick for the A's back in 2005 and played in 525 games with Oakland from 2008 to 2012. During that time, he tallied 6.3 wins above replacement while batting 249 with a 313 on base percentage and an 86 WRC+. He had one poor defensive season in 2011, but in every other year, he had been at least league average, if not a little bit better. In retrospect, he kind of felt like a placeholder at the position because he was with the club during the team's dark period from 08 to 2012 and was shipped out when the A's started winning. And it was after that 2012 season that Pennington was moved in a three-team deal that sent him to Arizona and brought Chris Young to Oakland. Remember the Chris Young days? He was good against Houston and literally nobody else. Anyways, uh, just a couple of months after moving Pennington, the A's traded for Jed Lowry for the first time, and he was their shortstop for a couple of seasons. So that's how that went down. Uh, he was the shortstop from 2013 to 2014, and then... Somebody else who we'll talk about here in a little bit uh, took over from there and has served as the A shortstop for a little while. Can you guess who it is? I, I hope so. Um, I went to MLB Film Room to refresh my memory on some Cliff Pennington moments, and they had one video from his time with the A's, and it did not load, so that does not bode well for his time with Oakland. Um I did get it to finally load eventually, but I thought that that was funny. Um, it was a basically a ground rule double that got stuck in the fence. And that was Cliff Pennington's highlight uh, offensively for the A's. So uh, that stinks. But a quick update on Cliff Pennington, though. After being released by the Yankees in 2018, Pennington went back to Texas A&M where he was going to college. And he went back to go finish his degree. And he also became the team's first base coach. It is an unpaid position, but he's doing it anyway. So uh, maybe we'll be seeing him in the coach ranks either in college I mean he's already doing the college thing but maybe we'll see him in the minor leagues 
leagues or back on a major league bench at some point. We'll see. Uh, he's still like 36, so he's still got plenty of time to figure out what he wants to do next. And he's getting his degree, so, you know, that's pretty cool. Good job on Cliff Pennington for, you know, uh, hey, one door shuts, this one's going to open, and now I'm the first base coach for a D1 team in Texas A&M. So uh, he, he figured out what he was doing. But moving on to the guy with a recognizable soul patch, and that's right, it is Bobby Crosby time. Bobby, he played, I'm going to just call him Bobby, <laughs> like we know each other. Bobby Crosby played 677 games with the A's from 2003 to 2009 with a batting average of 238, an on-base percentage of 305, and a WRC plus of 81. He was arguably worse with the bat than Cliff Pennington, which is not how my memory works on that one. But uh, hey, the stats say that he did, so you know, whatever. But even though he was worse with the bat, he had more games played, so he accumulated a little bit more war than Cliff, with seven wins above replacement to Cliff Pennington, 6.3, and Crosby won Rookie of the Year in 2004 with a line of 239, 319, 426 at the age of 24. That year's rookie class was a little weak, if I'm being honest. So, yes, he won, but that stat line isn't amazing. Um... You know, it, it the rookie class included Zach Greinke, who is now very good and still playing baseball, but he went 8-11 and with a 397 ERA, and in 2004, that's not getting you a lot of votes. It doesn't matter what his FIP was or anything like that. But anyway, I was having a hard time coming up with memories for both Cliff Pennington and Bobby Crosby, and uh, because my main memory of Bobby Crosby was Miguel Tejada saying that he was going to let Bobby Crosby play instead of himself because he was on his way out the door because of free agency. Um, and then also my other memory was this commercial where they had uh, Bobby Crosby hooked up with a bunch of motion capture balls or mocap balls with a... Uh, Eric Chavez, Tim Hudson, and Scott Hatterberg just standing there watching Bobby Crosby field a bunch of balls and just laughing at him because it's like, oh, you fell for the old trick again. Uh, I have the YouTube video link in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself if you do not remember because it is a 15-year-old video and it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, so those were my main memories. So I reached out to you guys on Twitter and uh, I guess I didn't remember this. Maybe I didn't see it, so I didn't know that it happened, but Bobby Crosby did hit a walk-off home run in 2004 towards the end of the season to uh, win a game. Obviously, that's that's what a walk-off is, to win a game against the Mariners, and uh, I believe that they were still on the hunt for the playoffs and all that stuff, and so it was a big home run, but I do not remember that at all. And it kind of sucks that I don't have that one Bobby Crosby signature moment because I remember being very excited about him coming up and I thought that he was better than, you know, the stats say that he was. Um, I do remember him getting hurt a decent amount, which actually is kind of what ended his career so soon because uh, after his rookie campaign, he played in 84, 96, and 93 games the next three seasons before a healthy 2008 and then just more injuries after that. He didn't last that long on the field and that's kind of what... Uh, what derailed his whole career and that kind of stinks. But he is getting back in the game. He was a coach for AA Midland back in 2019 and was supposed to be the manager of the High A Stockton Ports for 2020. But with COVID, that seems to be uh, have been put on hold. But uh, another but on this one, Melissa Lockard of The Athletic told me that the plan is for him to be the manager in Midland after putting in some good work at the secondary location during the COVID shortened season. So he was down in San Jose doing some coaching over there and it looks like he's going to get just a little bit of a promotion going from Stockton and high A, you know, to double A in Midland. So that's kind of cool. And uh, according to Melissa Lockard of The Athletic, she wrote this in an article from September uh, that the players seem to love him because he's an excellent communicator who is honest and caring, but with firm messaging. So uh, if that's 
you know, what it, the, the actual takeaway from Bobby Crosby as a coach is, it kind of reminds me of my dentist because they would be so happy to see me. They'd be like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah this is great. How are things? And then they would like remember things that I would tell them about, you know, just going out on the weekend or whatever like that. And then they'd be like, so really though, when are you going to start flossing? Like for real though? Um, so yeah, Bobby Crosby is like my dentist and that's kind of fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she also, Melissa Lockard being the she, uh, also calls him a rising star within the A's player development department. So uh, that's kind of cool. So both uh, Cliff Pennington and Bobby Crosby are returning to baseball through the coaching ranks, and it's likely that we'll be seeing more of them in the years to come. So that's kind of something to get excited about. And something else you can get more excited about in the more near future is that coming up on the show, we have the top two shortstops of the Billy Bean era. And tomorrow we're going to be going over third baseman. So stay locked in with Lock. Locked on A's. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Locked on A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like here in podcasts. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So it's time to unveil the top two shortstops of the Billy Bean era, and there's no real surprises here. The order, though, was surprising to me because coming in at number two is Miguel friggin' Tejada, and technically Tejada signed as an amateur free agent well before the Bean era officially started, but we're talking about on-field results from 1998 to 2020, so Tejada is on the list. He had signed as an amateur free agent in 1993, so that's where the technicality comes in. Uh, with the A's, he played 910 games between 1997 and 2003 and totaled 17.4 wins above replacement. He also hit 272 with a 334 on-base percentage and a 107 WRC+. And starting with a 2000 season, Tejada received MVP votes in seven consecutive seasons stretching into his time with the Baltimore Orioles and also added two more All-Star appearances and a 23rd place finish in the MVP voting after being traded to the Enron Astros before the 2008 season. But Tejada's best season with the A's came in 2002 when he won the AL MVP. His only MVP award came with the A's, and he provided us with plenty of memories that season. Obviously, his most memorable moments have to be his back-to-back walk-offs for consecutive wins number 18 and 19. And for both of those games, I was camping with the family, which is a sentence that just feels weird saying in 2020. Uh, Both because, you know, being around people and doing things, I guess. Uh, Anyway, I listened to both of Tejada's walk-offs on the radio with family and friends of the family up in the woods, and we had been out hiking or something like that, doing something active throughout the day, and we got back to the campsite just in time to hear both games end uh, with Tejada's, you know, game-winning magic, and it was just fun to listen to. You know, you got Bill King on the radio and all that stuff, Uh, and it felt like 20 wins was going to be destiny, which it was, and it was a fun game that 20th game, but uh, we all know how that one ended. But Tejada swinging his right arm as he rounded the bases after hitting that home run off of uh, everyday Eddie Guardado is still imprinted in my brain. He provided a ton of great memories in A's history, but those are the two that I specifically remember where I was and what I was doing, which I assume isn't terribly uncommon for A's fans. So uh, if you have any other memories of Miguel Tejada, hit me up with your favorites at Locked on A's on Twitter and uh, make sure to vote in the poll for Miguel Tejada or whoever you want to as the best shortstop of the Bailey Bean era because we are naming the All Bean team according to Lockdown A's. So uh, get your votes in over there. But before you go ahead and vote, we are moving on to the best of the bunch, and that is the A's most recent shortstop, Marcus Simeon. And you'd think that he would have earned the top spot by 
being a stats accumulator and uh, playing in more games than Miguel Tejada, but that's not the case, actually. He only played in 773 games compared to Miguel's 910. So their war totals are pretty close with Simeon coming in at 17.9 to Tejada 17.4. But on a per-game basis, Marcus easily has Tejada beat. The main difference maker has been Simeon's improving defense since his Oakland debut in 2015. And I mean, his stats at the plate were good, but with him hitting a cumulative 256 with a 325 on base percentage and a 106 WRC plus, but it was really his glove that set him apart. Tejada would fluctuate between a little bit above average and a little bit below average defensively, but Simeon had been either a little bit below average or well above average with defensive runs saved of 14 and 12 in 2018 and 2019, where Tejada would be at like three or four each way. And uh, in comparing both guys' bats, Simeon's WRC plus is actually just one point below Tejada's, which is honestly surprising given the halo effect that Tahada gets in my memory. He is just an angel on clouds. Uh, he is apparently not as good as I thought he was. <laughs> um, but enough about comparing Simeon to quote-unquote lesser players. Let's talk about his ALDS performance against the Astros this past postseason. And I know that the A's lost the series, but it definitely was not Marcus's fault. He hit 533 with a 611 on on-base percentage and a, t uh, well, I was going to say a 10. It's not a 10. It's a 1344 OPS. Sure, it was four games, but whatever. But he was so on fire that that four-game stretch made me go from, uh, I mean, if they re-sign him, cool, but if they can find an upgrade, that'd be awesome too. I really hope that they make him a legitimate offer this winter. That's what that four games did, and to me at least. And uh, we don't know yet if Simeon's time in Oakland is officially over, but if it is, he has given us someone to root for, and he has worked his ass off to earn a payday. If it's not with Oakland, then that's okay. He deserves to get paid for what he's been doing, and, uh, you know, worst case scenario, we'll always have the memories that he's provided. But before I get out of here, I just want to run down some guys that just missed the cut, uh, starting with Marco Scudero. I mentioned him before, but still, love seeing uh, Marcos Gutero in green and gold. Adam Rosal is obviously on this list uh, of guys that just missed. Uh, Steven Drew, actually, he only played a few games for the A's, but he's also on the list. Uh, if you go down a little bit more, you got Brandon Hicks. He played 22 games. That's a person. And remember Andy Perino? I remember thinking that uh, his defense could actually make him be a decent guy to have on the A's roster. Uh, I was definitely wrong. Then you got your Raphael Bornegals and your uh, Kurt Abbotts, but uh, th those are the guys that just missed the cut uh, by a lot. Um, so yeah, th those are remember some guys here at Locked On A's. Anyway, that is it for me today, you guys. Tomorrow we're going over third base and make sure to vote in our poll at Locked On A's on Twitter. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.